All right. Hi, guys. There's a couple for you tonight. Um, the first is Barbara or someone, maybe multiple people, um, dealing with breast cancer. And so I just pictured you at your doctor's appointment with the doctor telling you you're cancer-free and you don't need any surgery. And then uh, somebody with a right ankle injury, broken bone, and I actually saw two x-rays next to each other. Sorry, that's annoying with the microphone to do that. Two x-rays next to each other, one with like a hairline fracture and then the other one with just total wholeness. So, um, and I saw that specifically these x-rays were taken in within like a very short period of time with each other. So, and then the next one, every time I tune in, I get the name James. And so I don't really get a specific message. Um, I get the feeling maybe you're just checking to see if God's listening, and he is. So I need to tell you, if you're listening, then God's listening, because you're one. And I just pictured you feeling a renewed sense of hope and fulfillment for life and felt you feeling just super alive. So, thanks. Awesome. Okay. Oh, I'm not on. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. Can you get down? Yeah. I know, that's like scary, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, just how simple it is to receive healing for yourself and, and uh, how to do it for somebody else too. And it really sprung out of, you know, people are hearing all the testimonies with the, the prayer team and, and we're like, gosh, this is, what we do is so easy. It's not like all of you can do this. This isn't hard at all. And so anyway, um, and so that just came up. It's like, you want me to teach on this some more? It's like really practical. So tonight's going to be really, really practical. Is that, is that okay? I'll share out of the Bible too, just because you make me. Um, but uh so you know I'm not making it up, right? And, um, but I want to show you this video. And uh, a bunch of you guys sent me the same video last week. So I'm like, okay, I should probably show this because I, there were a lot of you that sent me this video. And I just want you to, as you watch it, I just want you to, it's only three minutes. It's a Dispenza testimony where the guy went to a Dispenza um, meeting and Watch what he does, and listen how simple it is. That's all I want you to see out of this, is how simple this is. So we can run that real quick. And then, as I was moving out, my little Maltese that I've had for about five years now, had uh, she fell out the window and broke her paw completely, you know, all four bones there. The cast was on for uh, 12 weeks, and when we went in, you know, I was so excited the day, you know, we get to go get this cast off. And, and uh, her leg was, we looked at it, and the vet said, we need to amputate the whole leg. And I said, man, this is not, this is not going to work. It's unacceptable. Well, I was kind of living in my van and sleeping on my friend's couches. And to keep my sanity, I was, I'd get up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I would do my meditation for an hour plus, I do it every day, and that's what really, you know, kept my kept me going. And uh, anyway, the vet decided to. Uh, he said we want to take the leg off, and I said that's unacceptable. So I said I want a second opinion. I took it up to the uh, university hospital in Fort Collins, and they had three doctors look at it up there. In fact, their top uh, orthopedics or whatever she was for animals, and they said the same thing. They said we need to amputate. And I'm going, and they had me set up with the prosthetics guy and the whole thing. And I'm going, I just didn't see it. And so I said, wow. And I got on the email, and I sent emails out to a bunch of my friends around the world that understand quantum physics. And I said, okay, tomorrow morning at 7:30, you know, Tuesday morning, we're going to do a healing for Leilani. I said, let's all just please envision her running, you know, through the grass like she loves to do. And we did. On a Wednesday, I took her up to, no, it was Thursday morning, I took her up to the university hospital again. They took the the uh, bandages off, and they're sitting there, and the gal's kind of like, uh, well, the, the leg was completely, it was back to normal. It was pink, fleshy, the pads were connected, um, and the only thing was uh, some of the bones on this side had completely dissolved into the body. And they said, well, we need to take the foot off. And I'm going, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway, we had healed it. And to make a long story short again, um, I worked with another vet over at my parents' place. Um, she is, I, I just, last Monday, 
got to see the x-rays. The bone is where there was no bone. It grew back. The leg is healthy. It's covered with hair. Um, she's running around like you'd never know anything had happened. And it was, it was just um, the most amazing thing. And I would do the meditation and put her in my field. And I knew that if Joe was able to heal himself, there's no reason why I couldn't heal my dog. All right. Is that cool or is that cool? I think it's cool. He just uses language that Christians get uncomfortable with, right? But he's really, I would call that prayer. I would call that operating in the Holy Spirit where, um, you know, all the stories in Scripture that I've been sharing with you, whether it's Joshua or Yeshua, uh, whether it's Yahweh, all tell the same story. And it's really this journey of learning to live out of the Spirit, which actually controls the physical, and not the other way around. And so I shared with you guys in the last couple of weeks, um, like Jim, I'm a science junkie too in quantum physics. I love this stuff. And the one article that I was sharing with you guys is uh, if some of you guys follow it at all, the, the theory, Einstein's theory of relativity e equals mc squared as well as uh, quantum physics don't match. Like they don't marry up. And so they're both great theories and one explains the, the, the massive macro element and the, the other one. But then here's what they found. Like the current physicists are going, but if we get rid of uh, there is, they're all, there's natural laws. They're not, like, um, if you hit the bumps hard and your ski comes off, it might hurt, right? <laughs> I know, I just, I just did the same thing on Thursday. So uh, there's natural law, and that's what they're trying to say. But there's something that supersedes it. And what they were trying to do is make quantum, which just means the smallest particle, which is just light. Like I said, 20 years from now, we'll probably say it's something different as the more we understand and get better language to describe the spiritual world. But uh, they go, but you know what? If, if you get rid of the speed of light and reverse cause and effect, everything works. Now, what, let me explain that. So scripture says this. It says, if you believe you already have something, then it appears, Right? So here's what most of us do. I'll try to do it with this book. And so what they're saying is, is really interesting. Is we, most of us are taught, if you do these things, then here's going to be the outcome. That's cause which creates the effect. Everybody with me? What they're saying is, but we've realized, if you reverse it, the end result, the effect, makes the cause. So that's why when they're going, quantum doesn't work because Ashley can look at something, Barb can look at something, I can look at something, and we can all have a different outcome with the same matter because we're all looking at it differently and experiencing it differently. So the quantum world, the spirit world, performs differently for every one of us. So what they're finding out is if I want, to, if I want this book to be over here, what they're realizing, is this, here's how this quantum works, the spirit world works. And this is the parable of parables where Jesus says, if you understand the parable of parables, you'll understand the kingdom. And he says, if I want this book over here, that's the, I want that, right? That's the effect. I want the book to be over there. He goes, the spirit takes whatever cause it needs to make it go over there. Barb might give it to me. I might put it there somehow. It lands here. But the spirit knows exactly what's due for best for us to make it go over there. And they go, now all the laws work. That's cool to me, isn't it? So when you see something as if you already have it, the ways and means to get there will come. Doesn't that sound like scripture exactly? It sounds exactly like scripture to me. And so that's why I think it's fun. And uh, when, when I watched this video, I was going, what did they do? What was the simplicity of the video to heal the dog? They saw it jumping through the grass, totally joyful. That's it, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, he had, he had a strong desire. He's like, and they... Um, and though it's really cool, then Michelle sent me another follow-up where the same little dog, I don't know if I want to show it necessarily because it's like kind of graphic, but um, he, they don't show it. But the, So there's a little Maltese, you know, like there's a little fur ball where their hair is on the ground. And, and uh, they were in a restaurant and a, a guide dog came in and like, you ever see a dog grab a, another dog, a little dog, and they start shaking it? Well, it detached his skull from his vertebrae and he's like dead. So they're going... We've done this once. We know what to do. And everybody's like, you got to put this dog down, this vertebrae and everything else. And the dog's totally healed today. So maybe I'll show that next week. Because they don't show the graphic part, but that's cool to me, isn't it? 
All he did is they simply see it and they experience it real as if it's real right now and it happens. And so that's what I want to teach you with prayer, how simple it is. So let me just do this first. Let me lay a little groundwork for you. And I did this the other night too on fellowship. And, and um, uh, Scripture says, where is Christ? Inside you. Where's the kingdom? Inside you, right? And he says, Father... Just as you and I are one, let them know they are one. So, are we two with God or one with God? If we're one with God, and the kingdom is within me, Christ is within me, where should I be paying attention to where I pray? In here. But wouldn't you say most Christians beg a God somewhere out there, getting him to do something for you, right? So when it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, I'm not going to go all through that again tonight, but yud heh vav heh is, is the power of God that takes what you see, grace, and attaches you to what you see. That's Yahweh. So when it says, trust in Yahweh with all your heart and lean not in your understanding, the understanding is what you see with your physical senses. It says, so when we trust in the Lord with all your heart, it's like, when they see this dog bounding through the, the grass, trust that that's real. And it shapes and mends the physical to match what you just did inside. That's the kingdom. Isn't that cool? And I bet if you analyzed every area of your life, the stuff that you just naturally believe work well for you, doesn't it? If you believe you're going to be successful, you are. If you believe you're, um, you you're going to have a great relationship and just enjoy joy, you do. It's, it's really just how simple it works. And so anyway, I want to make that simple, that you're one, Christ is in you, and in that same passage, he says, the glory that you gave to me, I give to you. It's his glory. It's his kavot. It's his weightiness. Literally is what it means. So if Christ is in you, how many things are possible to Christ? All. And he's one with you. So how many things are possible to your heart within? All. Right? All. Is this, this, I'm not going too fast. I'm going like Iowa speed. Right? But, but I want you to get it because it's so, once you put two and two together, like, oh my gosh, all the scriptures start to make sense. And so you're not two. He didn't give you a junior varsity glory. He gave you his glory, his weightiness, his kavot, literally is what it means. So we're just singing about the king of glory, Melchi of glory, and that, that whole Melchizedek is, means you carry the same weight. He's the king of equal weights. If you put God on one side and you on the other side of a balance beam, most people would go, God's over here, I'm here, right? I'm just a dust ball, a dirt ball, everything else. He goes, no, I'm Melchizedek. I'm the king of equal weights. I make, in my eyes, you're as equal weightiness as me. So when you start putting all this together, you're going, all right. So if I'm one with Christ and I carry his weight, I carry his glory, I carry the very weight of, of, of God himself is what scripture says, should it be any surprise that healing should be natural to us? Because I think every one of you guys, and I do this a lot sometimes with you in your imagination or when we were praying, I go, if Jesus came into the room right now and said, you have all the money you're going to ever need, how would you feel? Pretty excited, right? If you're struggling with health and something goes, you know what, from this day forward, you're completely free. How would you feel? Peace, excited, joy, right? All these different things. I go, um, you don't have to wait for him to come in the room. In fact, he's as close as your next breath. If you just imagine it, it starts to come to pass immediately. That's him. We, we little, do we have the mind of Christ or not? Well, then whose mind should we use? His. And whose mind does he use? Ours. <laughs> the, if the Bible uses this seamless stuff, like, don't you get it? Christ in you, the weightiness of glory is in you. It's not outside in a, in a tabernacle somewhere. It's in your skin tent. It's in this thing is what it says. The tabernacle made without human hands. Amen? Like you were woven together in the seamless garment in your mother's womb. Everybody with me? So if we, if we agree that, of course, Jesus can heal anybody if he chooses to do it, right? And he's one with you, so shouldn't you be just as simple as that? Also, I'm trying to tell you, like... It, and it's, they've made it kind of wacky, like all the gifts of healing, all this stuff. Guys, you, you are complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Every one of you have everything that all of us have. There's no special gift or anything like that. You all have it. If you're complete in Christ, and one of the things that Christ, the anointing, literally just means the full anointing is in you, the full anointing can heal whatever it wants, so you can heal whatever you want. It's like simple stuff, isn't it? So I'll show you some scripture too to show you that I'm not messing around with a bit. 
I've, I've spent so much time, guys, I've gone through everything of, of guys that gets results. And whether it's the Love Code, whether it's Dispenza, whether it's um, Marissa Peer, whether it's uh, uh, Jose Silva, all the different quantum guys. I mean, Braden, I, I do all this stuff. They, it boils down to two simple things every single time. You get to choose what you picture, and you feel the motion as if it's happening to you right now. The matter has to conform to that. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's all they do, right? They didn't freak out and call their prayer team and, and oh my God, shabba-dabba-dabba and stay up all night, tonguing. Okay, hey, tomorrow morning, we're going to see the dog exactly how I want to see it. We're going to see it bounding through the grass, totally full of joy. Okay, that's all we need. That was it. The bone grew back. Isn't that good? We know not how. That's the, the parable of parables. It says, listen, the soil is your heart and you get to choose the seed. Whatever you want to plant there, the soil, your heart, the mystery of God, the kingdom of God, Christ in you, mysteriously knows how to bring all, everything it needs from anywhere in the world to make that real for you. But just know you can go to sleep because the minute you do it, Christ in you, the hope of glory, you will have the blade, you will have the ear, you will have the full corn. You will harvest whatever you just planted there. Now go to sleep. And he goes, if you understand that parable, you understand everything I've said. Because Jesus I know a lot of people that know a lot of the Bible that don't understand that parable. And then he says, if you don't understand that, you don't understand any of it. You ever met guys like that? When they go, the Bible clearly says, I go, explain the parable of parables to me. Uh, I don't know. Then you don't know what you're clearly saying. Because I speak not without a parable is what he said. I teach only in parable. Without a parable, I speak not. And then he says, you're searching that book trying to find life, but you don't get that life is within you. You've made the book God versus the meaning behind the book God. Follow me? You ever, ever know a lot of people that know every word in the Bible, but their life is just miserable? That guy, what spoke to him more? Uh, a Christian telling him he's a dirty, rotten sinner and he needs to get saved? Or, hey, you know what? I know how the kingdom works. Let's just see your dog fully healed and then the dog's fully healed. What do you think gave him more joy? <laughs> The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy where? In the spirit. Amen? He's experiencing the kingdom without one Bible verse, isn't he? Anyway, so I want to I teach you this. I will give you some Bible verses. But guys, I'm telling you, it's so simple. Um, you get to choose. So let's just go to this first slide here. And I've only got one because then we're just going to do it. Because I want you to experience God and not teach you about God so much. Is that, is that okay? Oh, I forgot the testimonies. Can I share those real quick? All right. So these are cool, and I got a bunch of them, so I just picked two guys. So I know a lot of the Osbournes and different people sent it to me, but there's some stuff going on in Texas, is there not? And they've heard us talk about here where um, when we've had the fires, everybody that tunes in here knows how to do it. Like, oh, we just see our house full and nothing happens. And it happens that way. I don't think one house is burned down that's, that, we've, that we're involved with, has it? All their neighbor's houses burned down. <laughs> so anyway... You might want to come here if you don't want your house to burn down. So, I'm serious. It's like, it's real stuff. You know, they're, they're out there trying to beat you over the head and cause you a sinner. I'm like, yeah, your house just burned down. Like, what good was it, right? You went to church your whole life and, anyway. So, this one's from Kristen in Texas. But anyway, what I was going to share is, they heard that testimony. And then when, when everything's freaking out and all the power grids and everything are going out. And I'm not trying to diminish it if, it's, if you've experienced that, guys, online. But why don't you do what these guys are doing? It would be better to have power, wouldn't it? Isn't that a better choice? What gives you more joy, freezing or power in a warm house? Then choose that. This is how simple the kingdom is. So this is from Kristen. It says, we're in the middle of the Texas snowmageddon of 2021. What was ours? Ours was called the bomb something. The bomb cyclone, right? The bomb cyclone. So anyway, it just means, and it was cold, wasn't it? It was cold. So I was messing around with Chris Abate. I said, praise God for global warming. you imagine how cold it would be if we didn't have global warming? It's like 16 below at my house. So keep using your plastic bags, guys. So (laughs) I like to tweak people. So most people I know have lost water or power this week. We Texans are just not prepared for sub-freezing winters. I'm with my mom this week at her house in the country, and when we heard that the blackouts were headed our way, we started talking about how to keep warm. We actually started thinking of ways to chop down a tree to have firewood on hand. That only seems smart. But then we're like, we have to go dig around, find a chainsaw and a hatchet, and everything's covered in snow. And so all of a sudden, we stopped and said, 
you know, it would be a lot easier just to picture having power the whole time. We could choose that possibility. So that's what we did. It's so cold here that our little frozen birds scattered on the ground outside, they aren't used to it either, but we honestly weren't concerned about it. We just chose to, we just chose to see our, ourselves having power no matter what. God would take care of that. We were some of the only ones I know that have had power. It went off for 15 minutes a few times, but then it stayed on the whole time, and we've been warm the whole time. We were told to expect long outages. So many people have been without power and water for days. It was just a reminder to us that no matter what is going on around us, we can simply choose a different possibility. We can choose to see God providing, and he's the only one who has to figure out how to do it. Thank you so much for the gospel that you share. It's because of listening to your teachings that we didn't have anything to command or rebuke. We just sit back and see it differently, and it was actually kind of fun. Right, Con? And so this is uh, telling you from your sister, Connie. Um, says, hi, Mike, I have to share this. We're in a whole neighborhood where we're on, we're on just a little strip of, of six homes, and my kids actually live in the last home up the street from me. All my neighbors are amazing. So Saturday night, when the weather started to get really bad, we were all told we were going to lose power and there would be rolling blackouts. Around 2 a.m., our power actually went out for 20 minutes, um, and then at 4 a.m., the same time, but then nothing after that. We just realized all things are possible. We live in a very large residential area, and everyone was without power except for me and my six neighbors. Pretty cool, isn't it? Then she said, I had all the faucets and showers dripped to prevent water lines, but went to check the laundry room Monday night, and there was no water dripping, no water. And that wall has no insulation. But I put a space heater in the room and walked away, leaving it in the hands of God, and pictured that water would be coming out and us never losing power. <clears throat> we went back, things are dripping, so I went to the laundry room and knew the cold water was to come on, and you know what? It did. My family and my friends are so blessed that they live next to us because we are so blessed. <laughs> that's good because if they needed their house on and need the other six houses to be on at the same time, then that's what happens. Amen. Isn't that fun? I got a bunch of those. So I, I appreciate all you guys from Texas sharing that, but guys, that's where literally all the scriptures. And so let me just tell you a story. Um, and then I'll, I'll go through this. Uh, what Barab Genesis one, what choose means, and then we'll actually just pray. So if somebody needs, if somebody wants, um, healing tonight, if, just come up, we'll, we can do it with you or not. I can just lead you all guys for whatever you want, but um, anyway, you guys are all familiar with Isaac and uh, Jacob and Esau, right? All right, so Jesus says you're trying to find life in that book because at, at the time this is written, there was no New Testament. So when he's talking about the Scriptures, he's talking about the Law, the Psalms, and the Prophets, everything in the Old Testament, right? So all the writers of Scripture had no concept they were going to make a New Testament because the Scriptures themselves says the New Testament's not written in ink, which is why they didn't write it in ink for 400 years until Constantine said, you need to make a new covenant. Oh, but it's written in our hearts. It's not supposed to be written in ink. Do it anyway. What did they do for 400 years? Nothing except they walked by and their shadow healed people. <laughs> it's like pretty good, right? It's better. Better than knowing every word in there. But anyway, I digress. So, because it's spiritual. The kingdom's within. It says it's not written in ink or stone. It's written on your heart, guys. So anyway, so we have this story. Jesus says, you're trying to find life in that book, but you don't realize it's about me. And his name is Yeshua, which is Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh, the anointed one, is what's going to save you. When you realize the anointing's within you, it saves you from stuff. So when, the, when there's a power outage, they realize who they are. They can see a different, you know what? Everybody's going to go out. Their powered electricity's going to go out. And the whole city's out except for my six houses. That's a good possibility, right? That is the, that's the, anointing of God. And so that's what it brings it to pass. So that's Yahweh saves. He goes, once you interpret all the scriptures spiritually that Yahweh saves, now you'll get it. So let's just talk about Isaac, um, Esau, and Jacob real quick, where I've shared with you quite a bit. Esau is the hairy man, right? Esau was the first to be born. And then Jacob is the smooth man. And Jacob's name means surplanter or overcomes. So what it's saying is the spirit overcomes the physical the physical reality. It surplants it, right? And then when Jacob wrestled with God all night and received the blessing that he demanded, his name was changed to Israel. And Israel means, ah, now you're Israel. You, you now have wrestled with God all night and you've gotten your blessing. You are now Ish man, Ra who rules as God. El. When you get this, you become Israel. You're the man who rules as God. Isn't that cool? So anyway, so we see Isaac in the, in the story in Genesis 27. Isaac is blind. 
right? Now, if Isaac's blind, and then he says this, he says, I want some savory meat. I want, there's a desire that I want to have. Now, there, there's two sons, and those two sons are always representative of us. The fleshy man, Esau, our, our hairy man, right? And then the spirit man, which is smooth, which is in us. So there's two sons, there's two trees, there's two covenants. That everything, all these stories are about something that spiritually happens within us. So the father, the seed, the father always gives the seed, right? The woman receives the seed. And if you understand uh, male and female, it says we've been created male and female. And a, a physical marriage here on earth of a husband and female is really a picture of what's going on in every one of you singularly. Meaning that we can choose what we desire, and the womb of man, the female part of us, is submissive, meaning I'll produce whatever seed you plant there, but the father gets to choose the seed. Is with me. All right. So, Israel, or Isaac, is blind, but he wants savory meat. So there's two sons in this deal, Esau and Jacob. Now, in the story, why is he blind? He's taking his eyes off physical reality, all right? So they, they picture him as blind, so he's not looking with his physical eyes, and he says, I want savory meat. Now Esau, the flesh man, the hairy man, he goes out and he goes to hunt for it through his own effort. You guys remember the story? Rebecca, who's Rebecca in this story? Who's she married to? Isaac. So if you said, if you understand the husband and wife relationship, you're going to understand male-female. So it says, Rebecca... So the womb of man hears the father's request, hears Isaac's request, and immediately doesn't go run out outside to look for it, takes two kids from the father's house. So the, the female part of us, the minute we have a desire, starts to bring it to pass, is what it's, what's going on here. The Esau man of us, the flesh man, wants to go create it ourselves. I want to go find it, hunt it for it, whatever. She goes to Jacob, the smooth man, and says, you know what? I heard your dad wants this desire. Here, come. Take the, the flesh of these things from the father's house. She's not going, meaning they already own these kids. Does that make sense? They already have it in their possession. They already have this inheritance. Now, Esau runs out and thinks he has to go get it himself. Jacob is within, knows, no, no, I can just use the calves that my dad already owns. He's, he goes within. So he's the smooth man. So Rebecca says, you know what? Kill one of them. Put the, put the, the hairy man on him. And uh, it says, now go, get the, go give this to your father. And in the scriptures, I was reading it again today, it says, uh, Isaac was shocked how fast the blessing came. And he goes, how did you get me this food so fast? Right? So now the story, you'll hear it, he's blind. So Esau's out of the picture, so I'm not looking at the physical realm right now. Jacob, the smooth man, is the spiritual man, comes in, and Isaac says this. He says, come near to me. So I can do what with you? Feel you, experience you. He goes, I'm not looking with my physical senses. Jacob, the smooth man, that'll fulfill my desire from within, that'll supplant my physical situation. Come close to me so I feel. Now humans have this unique thing of imagination where we can create and see what we desire and experience as if it's real. So this is what he's saying. He's saying, Jacob, come close to me and let me feel it's real. Let me feel your skin. He's not doing it with his physical things. He's, he's physically blind. He's doing all this within the spirit. You guys with me so far? And he says, oh, I'm so surprised how fast you brought me this meat. And does he bless Esau or who does he bless? Jacob. He blesses Jacob, right? So where does the blessing come? Does it come from your physical effort? Does it come from the spiritual if you want a desire, the Father wants a desire. I and the Father are one. So if we want anything in their life, we get to choose what we want. Right? You don't have to be Esau. You're not, you're not trying to get it in your flesh, guys. You go within. The Father owns all the cattle already. You can just take the cattle out of your own inheritance. It says the mother just brought it. Like, don't go run out there and go find it. Just take it out of what the Father already owns and give it to him. Let it come near to me. Let me feel it. Let me feel as if it's real. And he says, ah, I've blessed it. So Jacob gets the blessing, and then you see the, the next scene is the flesh man wants to come back and get the blessing, and he says, it's too late. I've blessed the spiritual man Jacob, and I cannot take it back. Meaning, you guys follow me what I'm saying here. The whole thing is about Yahweh is salvation. And he goes, you don't get it from the physical, you get it from the spiritual. 
The spiritual man is what's blessed. What you see within and feel as if it's real. So Isaac is going, I have this desire. Come close to me. He's feeling as if it's real right now. He's experiencing it right now. And he goes, I've blessed that. And that will come to pass. We know not how, but it's too late. I've blessed it. Now just go to sleep. You will the blade, the corn, the ear. You guys cool? So I'm just sharing some scriptures with you to show you that all of them tell the same story if you go look at it spiritually. All right. So now let's look at this. So Genesis 1.1. So if you were going to start in the beginning, where should we start? Beginning would be good. <laughs> so I'm trying to go Iowa speed for you, okay? Not make this hard. All right, Genesis 1.1. I would dare say most people who have gone to Bible school have no idea what this verse means. All right, in the beginning God created. If you read it in Hebrew, it's Bereshit bara Elohim. And so <clears throat> I want to share this with you. So in the beginning God created. It's the, it's the Hebrew word bara. And I've shown you this before, but... It literally means, if you, if you just go look up in Strong's, bara says, choose. Choose. So the word for create is just choose what you want to create. In the, the most simple definition. So he goes, in the beginning, you could just choose what you wanted to create. Create means just choose. Isn't that interesting? Hey, Four doctors said we need to amputate that leg. There's no bone. There's literally no bone there. It atrophied into nothingness, right? He says, ah, all of you guys that understand the spirit realm, I'm just going to use Christian terms so you feel more comfortable. He, he said quantum physics, and you guys freak out about that. As if he didn't create that, right? He says, all of us who understand prayer, I'll put it in language you guys know, we're simply going to choose to see that dog differently than its current situation. And Jacob, the spirit within us, is going to replace the physical reality of no bones, and she's going to have bones, because there's no way she's jumping through the grass without bones, so if I just choose to picture her with bones, she'll have bones. Is that simple? Did he share anything else, how he did it? And the only other thing is he said this, you can see her joyfully, so they're experiencing the joy as if it was real. So you've got the two parts of creation there. It says, when your hearts and minds, right? So you get to choose the seed, Hey, I, I want to choose this to experience this in life. And the emotion, the heart, what we feel, the fruits of the Spirit, is you feel that's it real, it has to work. Amen? Now, let me try to make this simple as well. This is, once you get this, is this is what the physicists are saying. When we, if you understand how everything is created and how everything's held together, they go, what you choose to focus on actually causes the effect to happen. So science is trying to go, if I push on this button and this happens, they're like, no. You just see that happening, and a hundred people might push, push a different button, but they can all get the same result. So here's what they, here's how this works. Once you understand that, so when we tell people to see it and feel as if it's real, if you're struggling with health, that's what we're talking about tonight. If you're struggling with health, what would you, if we know that if you were healed, if you were completely whole, vibrant as if nothing ever happened, living life, experiencing the joy with your family with your kids, your grandkids, if you're experiencing all of that right now, that's the effect, and then what would that cause? What kind of emotions would that cause? So if you, were, if you were needed healing, and you saw yourself completely healed, what emotion would you experience? Joy, wholeness, abundance, I don't know. Like for me, every time this works, what, something that happens in me is like, I'm so amazed how you created this, God. Like, this is so crazy and good how you've created us. I, I'm in awe. That's where I think that work, that work out salvation with fear and trembling, it's like, you've made us an, an amazing. Like, how you've created us just blows my mind. It, it causes joy to me to think on these things. So, if we know that, if we had that effect, if, if we had that uh, cause, I mean, the effect of healing, and it would produce this joy, here's what the physicists are saying. If the healing would create joy, if the healing would create wholeness, if the healing would just create love for myself, like I would feel so loved, then when you feel so loved and you experience joy, it has to make the cause, it has to create the healing. That's what they're saying. That's how the spirit works. You guys follow that? So they're going, if a healing could cause me to be joyful, the physicists are saying, we've got it backwards. So if we experience joy, it causes the healing. You guys got it? I'm not making this up. This is what they're saying. I go, that's scripture. That's actually scripture. So, all right. So, if create, Genesis 1, the word for create, 
is to choose. Now let's look at this. Let's break it down in Hebrew a little bit. So it's bet resh aleph, just, and you've seen this. Bet is the house, the container. What's the house? Us, we're the tabernacle, right? We're the, we're the, the skin suit where God dwells. <clears throat> resh is man's head. And then aleph is the very first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it's, it's created of, of a yod, the power of God, two yods, those two little curved things, with a vav. And a vav is man or a nail. And if you look in the Hebrew alphabet, the nail or a vav is the connector that connects heaven and earth. So what they're trying to say is you are the man, you are the connector that connects heaven and earth. So you take the power of God in the spirit above. It's, scripture always says above is always the spirit realm. It's not actually distant places. Like We just do it by natural. Like pray to God. Most people like, do this or whatever. And they're looking for God somewhere. <clears throat> He's like, no, no, it's in, it's in here. It's like you can't go anywhere. But when you get that, it's pretty interesting because it means oneness. It means you are one with the creator, nothing separate from the creator. You take the power of God, the yod above, and attach it and bring the power of God to the earth below. That's Aleph. That one Hebrew letter, the very first letter, the very beginning, guys, this is who you were. You could take the power above and bring it to earth. You were the nail or the connector that connected heaven and earth. And if you want anything in your life, you simply choose. That's bara. Now, if you really start digging into it, bar is sun, bet resh is sun, and then ra, resh aleph, is to see. So here's, here's how you create. Are you sons? Yes, you're sons and daughters. It's not gender specific, right? What you see, what you choose to see, does what? Creates. That was you in the beginning. It'll always be that way. It'll forever be that way. Pretty good, isn't it? So I'm trying to show you in Scripture, it's all the same message, but people don't get it. Like, science is figuring this out really fast right now. It's, it's kind of blowing my mind. It's, Helen sent me a thing I was sharing with you that uh, there's this physicist that I love. He's going, guys, um, you're going to tell a transport within 10 years. He goes, we're already figuring out how to spin plasma and do all these things. I'm going, praise God, man. Like, right? Like, doesn't that excite you? It excites me. And so, yeah, wouldn't that be fun? And then here's what, uh, talking to Ryan and all these guys that are from the East, they're like, we've been doing this for 2,000 years. You Westerners, you need to wake up, you know? Like they have. They've been teleporting for 2,000 years. And that's where I think Scripture is so fun, where it's so little, it says the sun rises in the East first, where it says revelation is always the sun, right? We get dawn and day and revelation. It goes, they've been doing this forever. How, how really intriguing Scripture is put to me is like, all of this really came out of Eastern thought, which is the Bible. It's an Eastern book of truths about how you are and how you're designed and who God is and who you are and your relationship with him. And they've been doing this for a couple of thousand years. We're, we're trying to just catch up because <laughs> it's, it's, the sun comes to the west late. It's just interesting how I look at scripture. So you guys get this though. So you simply choose. All right. Now, let me just see if I, I want to make sure I covered a lot of this because I just want to, I want to pray with you guys. So, all right. So here's, here's, uh, I shared with on fellowship and some of you guys that watch online, if you want to join they're they're really there, there's a, I think a lot of people learn a lot. Would you say that? They learn a lot in that? Because um, it's prayer, but it's a forum, and you can ask questions. And um, I think it helps, actually. And so we've, we talk about that a lot. Like, God, if these people would tune in, man, they'd actually know how to take care of their problem here. And, but uh, they don't. They go to their Bible study and whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just too practical. If something's not working, I want it to change. I was like, I'm going to go find what works. Oh, you guys are healing stage four cancer in four, four days? That'd be good to know, wouldn't it? Let's do that. Wouldn't that be good? And you know what they do? That. They choose to see it because that's what creates. Baras create. And they feel the emotions if it's done. And then trusting God within, Christ within, that that's the kingdom, the seed planted there, will create no matter what. It absolutely must come to pass. That's just, that's scripture to me, isn't it? Anyway, so... Um, I would ask you this, is, uh, oh, let me cover this, because I think some of it is like unraveling some of the stuff you've been taught. I would say most people, their concept of prayer or meditation is asking God somewhere outside of themselves to give them what they think they don't have. Is that, right? Does that sum it up pretty good? Like they're, I'm experiencing lack, so I must not have everything. Oh, please, God, provide for me. Isn't that Christian prayer? It's backwards. It doesn't work. And I would go, how long do you want to keep staying in misery? Like, did, I want it to change. I want, I want stuff to happen in my life. 
And so the revelation, guys, is this is where the scriptures start to make sense to you when it says he's given you how many things that pertain to this physical life and pertains to godliness. How many things? All. How much does he own? All. And everything exists right now is what scripture says. So he says, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. You literally have everything that you could ever desire or want, and you can choose to have it at any time, any place, anywhere. So prayer is not going, please, Lord, provide for me, because that's praying to a God, acknowledging you don't have something. Prayer is choose. You know what? From this day forward, I'm going to choose in my quiet time to see myself, what it would feel like, what it would look like to just to have abundance effortlessly flow in my life. And if you feel as if it's real right now, it will come to you. That's it. Is that pretty cool? I think it's cool. So the revelation is, you have everything. I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Every promise is not like men where yes and no, that's not who I am. Every promise is what in the Spirit? Yes, and so be it. So you get to choose whatever you want. So how many guys, if you're, if you're tired of, of uh, whatever situation you're in, tonight we're talking about health, simply choose something else. You don't have to rebuke it. Like they're, they're saying, you don't have to do any of this. When Greg Braden's at the Chinese uh, medicineless hospital, and they have a 96% success rate of, of healing er, all, everything, um, Here's, here's what he said. He asked them that they were doing it. And I've shown you that video where the, the ladies with bladder cancer or kidney cancer, I don't remember what it was. But they just show you, they're experiencing the joy as if she's already healed. They're not asking God to heal her because that's acknowledging she doesn't have healing. Well, if he's given you everything that pertains to godliness, do you already possess healing? Yeah, of course. Do you already possess abundance? Yeah, of course. You possess joy. You possess everything. Now, you also possess ashes if you want ashes, where it says, hey, choose beauty for ashes. It doesn't say rebuke the ashes and then you get beauty. It says just make a different choice. Beauty instead of ashes is really how it reads. Hey, you, you should choose beauty instead of ashes. As I said, <laughs> some of you guys are sending me like, it's Ash Wednesday. Did you go with the ashes? Like, oh, shoot, forgot my chalk. You know, like, I missed that one. Darn it. I'll just smudge some mud, have barbs walking through. Like, they're missing the whole thing, right? What they're saying is beauty for ashes instead. So I don't want to get off on that. I'll make all you Catholics really upset with me. But it's spiritual. It's to the whole thing spiritual. So if you understand the symbolism, they're great, but I'm not going to put ashes on my head because the king's within. So if I wanted to put ashes on my head, I'd have to go in there and put it on my spiritual head somehow, and I don't know how to do that. So I can just simply see beauty, and my ashes are going to away, get consumed by Yeshua, the shin in me, and the beauty will arise. That's the kingdom. So you have everything. It's simply making a choice to stay focused on what you desire and feel as if it's already real. So Isaac, the blind man, he's, he, he wants something in his life to change. He has a desire. He wants savory meat. Esau, the physical man, thinks we have to go find it and get it. Jacob's smart enough. The, Rebecca, the womb of us, the mom, is going, no, no, he wants savory meat. So just experience two calves from the father's own inheritance and bring it to me. Bring it to the father. That's the whole spiritual interpretation of that, that whole story, if you understand it. So, does anybody want to pray for healing? Did I cover enough ground? Because I, I, I kind of make it complex, but some of you guys need the scriptures behind it, where the kids are doing this now, and they're like, I, I'm so happy about that. We were sharing with Chad and Beth. Just, gosh, it's so good where the kids get it. And he's like, you know what's amazing? They love this stuff. They love prayer and healing and all these things. I'm like, yeah, we all do, because we came from that. So, does anybody want prayer here? Otherwise, I'll just lead you. Anyone want to experience it right now? No? Okay. All right. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Here's how you do it, guys. If you listen to Spenza, if you listen to uh, um, the Love Code, it's all the same, and you hear us say it in different ways, but it's actually choose. Another way to say that is what you hear me say all the time is, what do you want? They tell me their laundry list, right, when, when we pray. Here's what's wrong with me, the doc, da 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 I said, stop sharing that with people because their imagination is going to go da 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 A better prayer would be, I'm so happy that I have full radical life and everything in my body works perfectly. Ah, oh, we can agree with that because our imagination is going to see you exactly doing that, which creates. What we choose to see creates. That's how you're designed. That's how effortless design works. Okay? So, what do you want? And then I would ask you this. Let me give you an example. Um, and we were doing this the other night. So let's, I'm just going to make something up that I was sharing the other night. It said, let's say um, somebody has arthritis in their knees and wrists. And they go, I want 
to be healed from this condition. I want my, my wrists and my knees to work perfectly. And we've had people all the time, guys, where it's bone on bone. We just, we just start to see them running, jogging, enjoying life. And then the doctor's like, I don't know what happened, but all your cartilage grew back. Like, we know what happened. It's the kingdom. Follow me? So I would ask you this. I want my arthritis in my knees healed. I'm just making this up. And then the next question is, why? Why do you want your knees healed? And then they'll tell me the real reason behind it. They'll go, because then I could play with my grandkids again. Because then I could ski again. Because then I could... Uh, you follow me? And if you could play with your grandkids again, what would you be experiencing? Oh, God. Like a grandpa and grandma, they're like, oh, that would bring so much joy. I go, now you got the two ingredients for prayer. You got what you want and the emotion that you ultimately want. Why you want to be healed is the emotion behind it, guys. Right? Doesn't it? It works the same way with, with uh, um, provision. I want God to bless me. Too late, he already has. You already have everything. So what are you choosing to focus on? Oh, I want him to give me this much money. All right. He already has. He's given you everything. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Why do you want that much money? Oh, because then I would do this, and I would be doing this. And I go, okay, if you were doing that, what would you be experiencing? Oh, man, I'd feel so abundant. I'd feel so free. I'd feel so joyful. Now you got the two ingredients. You guys follow me? Ask questions of why you wanted it. Dispenza would say the clear intention. I go, what do you want? Get clear on what you want. And then he says an elevated emotion, which is all Philippians 4. It's all the it's righteousness, peace, joy. It's the love, um, peace, all the different fruits. And it's all the same. I'd feel abundant. I'd feel confident. I'd feel loved. I'd feel joy. I'd feel limitless. I would feel so alive. I'd feel so... Now you got the two things. you got the emotion. What you really want is that, that emotion of peace, of joy, of love. And what the physicists are saying, if you, if you see yourself already loved and you picture that scene of your knees no longer have arthritis, you actually see yourself running and playing with the grandkids, you start to do that and you start to experience the joy. You start to experience the peace. Ah, now you've talked to your heart because your heart listens by emotion. Because when you put it there and you start experiencing it right now, the cause, what that actually, that love, that joy, that peace, actually is the thing that produces the healing. It produces the wholeness. You guys understand this? What do you want? Choose. You get to create. From the beginning, you simply could choose. And what you choose to see, what the sun sees, creates. That's Genesis 1. Isn't that amazing? From the beginning, you were a sun. You were the connector that connected the heaven and earth. And you simply get, you want to create something in your life? Good. Just choose what you want. See it and connect the, the yod above to the yod below. The spirit connects to the physical. And what you did in the spirit will be blessed and comes into the physical. All the stories are the same. I'm just going over and over and over so you get it. So does that help you? All right. So let's pray. Now, there's a couple things that I would recommend um, because it works. The, the easiest way, like the whole story with Isaac, Esau, and Jacob, Esau has to get out of the picture. He's got to take his eyes off the problem. The father, he wants, he wants savory meat, so that's why he's pictured as blind, because he's not using his physical eyes to get it. He's seen within, the Jacob, the smooth man within. He's seen what he wants within. <clears throat> so you got to get your the carnal mind is really, I'm seeing all these things in my physical senses. I can smell it. I can feel it. I can feel that body ache. I can feel, I mean, probably like you, Kobe, I, like when she's like, you, you see, look like an old man trying to get off the couch that night. I was like, because I am. <laughs> like, like, this lady bailed right in front of me on this little path going through the trees, and I ate it on a pole between the bumps. Like, oh, Brent, you probably know what to do in gym. Like, at, your adrenaline's going, you don't feel it. Then I got on the lift, and like, what is wrong with me? It's like, it feels like my rib's out here somewhere. You know? it's like, like, I was really short of breath and everything. It was like, so my first thought is like, oh, no, I've got a punctured, I've got a broken rib, right? Because I couldn't breathe hardly. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're supposed to be the teacher of this stuff. Stop freaking out, right? Because this, this is how fast we can go there, right? So here's my imagery, because I, I just went up myself. These guys are like, I don't want to go. I'm like, it snowed 10 inches. I'm going. Like, see ya. So... So mentally, like this flashed in my mind quickly. You might pass out and fall off this lift. 
because like, <laughs> I was having a hard time breathing, like, oh my God, I, I can hardly breathe. Then all of a sudden this flashes in my mind, like, you're going to pass out because you can't breathe. And then you're going to be like hung over and then you're going to be on Channel 9 News and they're going to show man falls out of lift to his death. You know, like, <laughs> don't our minds go there real quick? They, they can, can't they? And I'm like, you are mildly stupid right now. Send Esau out of here. And so I was telling her, I was like, man, it started to work almost immediately. I just like, you know what? If I didn't have that, I'd feel so happy I wouldn't fall out of this chair. And, <laughs> and I might get to see my wife and kids tonight. So I started seeing myself going, I'm not sure how this is going to happen because it felt bad at the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just see myself tonight at home, enjoying my family, going, man, it was a great day skiing. And almost immediately, guys, it started to work. Almost immediately, my breath came back. And I'm like, oh, okay. Stop freaking out, right? It'll be good. You're not going to fall out of this chair. Everything's here. <laughs> but that's our imagination. That's the carnal mind. That All of a sudden, all these experiences start coming into you. Like, no, I'm just going to see what I do desire. So the best way to do it is you got to get your focus off this physical realm. And the easiest way is to breathe, guys. I know that sounds crazy, but when they, when they hook up um, EKGs and EEGs to you and your heart and mind, if you take 30 deep breaths, they can show you your brain looks like you just meditated for, 30, for three hours. Some of you guys are busy. Are anybody busy? I don't want to go. I, I love that. He's like, I meditated for an hour a day. That sounds painful to me. I don't want to do that. You can do this in five minutes, honestly. So breathe. Count down from 10 to 1. Whatever it is, all you're doing is you're taking your mind. I'm just going to use that funny example, but if I'm counting down and in my mind I'm going 10, I, I see the number 10 and I see the number 9 and I'm seeing it in my imagination, I'm no longer focusing on passing out and falling out of a lift and dying. You guys get it? I got to get my mind off that because all of a sudden you start going down that road and, and uh, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it did cross my mind. I was like, what if I pass out? Man? I'm in a lift and I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> so that'd be bad. I don't want to be on TV for that. So... And you know what it came from? I, I read a thing where this guy, his kid fell out of a lift like 40 feet or whatever. I just read it. And I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. I shouldn't read that. Right? It just flashed in my mind because I, I planted that potential in my mind. So calm yourself down. The easiest way is to breathe. Just take a deep breath and like count down from 10 to 1, however you want to do it. I'm telling you, you'll get good at it. We only have to do it. You can just take a, I'm sure like when you pray, you just take a deep breath and you're there, right? You're sent, you can just go right there. But it takes practice in the beginning because our, our mind is like all over the place. So you can count down from 10 to 1 is the easiest. Take a deep breath and just see 10, 9. <coughs> all right. Now you know what you want. Hey, I want, we're, tonight we're talking about healing. And healing is this simple, guys. If I simply choose to picture what I desire, just know you're one with Christ. If Christ pictured it, would it happen? Yes. In the beginning, the whole world was shapeless and void. It was pure spirit. And then he imagined us. He pictured us. He created a picture of mankind, and we became. You see all that creation narrative in Genesis, where he goes, we were pure potential, we're pure spirit, and we were created, barad, in his image. He simply chose to picture us the way we wanted, and we became. Now we came formed. We became formed. Before, it was just pure spirit. All the stories are the same. So we simply see what we desire. And guys, I would... I would, um, I would see somebody you love with you, whether it's your wife, your kids, your family members, uh, a coworker, somebody that you love, that they're experiencing this joy, they're experiencing this life with you. It just works better if you include other people, in my opinion. Like if, if for me, when I go, you know what, I, I, I see myself with this. And a lot of you guys, that's why I always go, church to me is, is on a deck somewhere enjoying fellowship with you with a glass of wine. Like that's what I love. So that, that brings me joy, it brings me peace, which a lot of there's being requests all over the world right now. I'm like, oh, I've got to kind of slow down because I don't want to go that many places. <laughs> so, but it's happening. It simply happens if you, if you picture it. So, but if you can experience it, like the, the example of the grandpa wants to get rid of his arthritic knees, okay, why do you want to do it? It sounds obvious first. Well, because then I'd be healed. Yeah, but that's not what you're really after because you're experiencing lack somewhere. Well, if my knees were healed, I would get to play with my grandkids again. Oh, and if you got to play with your grandkids again, what would you experience? Oh, that would bring me so much joy. Ah, you got the two things. What do you want and the emotion that you would feel as if it's done? You guys follow me? Those are the two things of prayer. That's your heart and mind, okay? So I'm going to walk you through it, but just figure out which part of your body do you want to be whole right now. 
and then figure out if that actually happened. We're going to picture it as if it's already real. You guys can do it. Who would you be experiencing it with? What joy would you feel in? Would you be feeling limitless? Would you be feel loved? Would you, would, would, uh, and you can picture something like this. You can, like in that little, in that case, you can have your, your granddaughter, grandpa, going, Grandpa, I'm so happy you can play with us on the playground again. That brings joy when you bring other people into the picture. And if, you, if he pictured his granddaughter saying, Grandpa, I would be so happy if you could play with me again, that's exactly what's going to happen. We don't have to figure it out. So, you guys want to pray? All right, you got your what do you want? Who would you be enjoying it with? What would you be feeling as if it's real? So, let's just take a deep breath, guys. It's no harder than picturing it and just feeling those emotions as if they're real, like you're enjoying it with your family, you're enjoying limitlessness, you feel so good, just like that dog bounding through the grass just totally without a care in the world, and the bones simply grow back because the emotion created it. So let's just, I'm just going to count you down. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just thank you, Father. Just see 10, just picture 10 in your imagination, and 9, and 8. And seven, and you'll get good at it, guys. You'll actually be able to see the image of six, five, four. And you just kind of tell yourself as you're doing it, it's like, ah, as I go from 10 to 1, my mind gets totally peaceful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And you can just feel that peace going through your whole mind, your, your psyche. And when I get to 3, when I get to 2, when I get down to 1, my whole body's relaxed. I feel so much peace. My body feels peaceful. My mind feels peaceful. And what you're doing, guys, is you're, what science says is you're in alpha and theta. You're just in that place of prayer where your heart, the subconscious part of you, the womb of man, literally accepts any image you place there and whatever you tell yourself there. So that's why you calm yourself down. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So whatever part of your body you want to be whole, just see yourself right now the best you can. And I like to tell myself, because I like to talk to you, it's like, it feels so good to be totally whole. It feels so good that every part of my body works perfectly. And then just try to feel like your family members, what they would be feeling, what your spouse would be feeling, whoever the, the people in your life that would be involved in this, would they be telling you, I'm so grateful that, that you're healed. I'm so happy that you're healed. Or you could do it the other way. You could, you could see yourself calling a family member, a son, a daughter, a grandkid, and go, you won't believe it. I've never felt better in my life. It completely healed. And you can kind of feel the emotion of them on the other side of the phone or, or getting that message or text, whatever it is, and just experience that joy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you've created this so fearfully and wonderfully that simply choose what we choose to pay attention to, what we choose to focus on is the act of creation. Thank you, Father. And it just feels so good for that body part to be whole. It feels so good for it to be healed as if it never was anything other than perfect health. Now, guys, I would do this in the morning for sure, for a few minutes when you wake up. And especially right before you go to bed. Because if you're going to go to bed, just do that as the last thing before you go to bed. And then the scriptures say, cast it off to him. Roll it over to him. Know this is Christ in you guys doing the work. So it's not you trying to faith it up. It's not trying to you to, to do enough. Literally, guys, your heart, the female part of you will accept any seed that you plant there and will immediately start to go to work to bring it to pass. So see yourself, that body part whole. Feel the joy you would feel. And then just simply trust that what you did, Christ in you, the hope of glory, is bringing it to pass in ways you know how. And just go about your day the next day with expectancy. And I promise it works. Amen, amen, amen. Does that help you guys? That's how simple it is. That's how simple it is. If you want to create, you just choose. Believe you have received it, so you're always experiencing as if it's real right now. And trust Christ in you the seed in you, the, the, the heart in you, that'll bring it to pass in ways we know it how, but I promise you, you will receive what you just pictured. Amen? All right. You're released. If, you, if anybody needs prayer or whatever, you want to come up here, um, 
we'll do it. But you don't even need it. If you've done it, I promise you, you've had it. That's what we're really trying to get, right, with the prayer group ask is like, I want you guys to realize all of you have this. All of you have the same Christ. I don't have a different Christ. Ashley doesn't have like this. I know it seems like it sometimes. She's got the super duper Christ. Some of you guys like, she's got the same Christ. It's the same one. So, So just trust that. It's like really, are you kidding me? I see it. I experience it if it's real until I feel feel that like joy that until I feel that peace just shift a little bit in my heart. Ah, just realize Christ in you is immediately bringing it to pass, and you will experience it. Amen. 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 Love you guys.